Streets and Scholars, Alex Alonso and FG, bringing you another banger. What's going on, FG? How's, how's um, them Dallas Cowboys doing? Oh, man, you know, they had me a little pissed off this weekend, man. But, you know, I'm trying to bounce back from it. You know, <laughs> we took a tough hell to Aaron Rodgers, man. But, you know, it's all good. It's what it is. How the heck does somebody from Southern Cal even end up becoming a Dallas Cowboys fan in the first place? Well, you know, um, some people, you know, when uh, their parents leave, some people get left mansions, some people get left diamonds <laughs> and jewels. You know, I got left a football team, you know, so I follow my pops down through them Dallas Cowboys, man. I've been one since I was five years old, man. Cowboy oh, okay. Fan. Now, if I, let me see if I remember who the quarterback was back then. That had to be Danny White when you was five years old. Uh, let me see, in 77, 78. Nah, I don't think Danny White was around by then. It was probably still Roger Star back by then. Maybe, maybe. Yeah. Um, I, I never really followed the Cowboys, but I do remember they won a bunch of Super Bowls. Was that in the 70s? Yeah, 70s and the 90s, yeah. But they haven't won nothing since the 90s, man. But I'm hanging in there, you know. I picked them. I'm a ride with them. You know how I go. I thought they had like a um a 15 and one season in the in the 90s or early the late 90s or something. They went almost undefeated one season. Well, we went we won three Super Bowls in the 90s. So yeah, 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 yeah. But um, 15 and one. I don't know. I don't think that's so. But I know we won three Super Bowls for sure. Okay. Well, I've just been keeping up with my uh, my USC Trojans, and they're doing all right. I think they nine and one right now. Oh, no doubt. I was sick when they when we took that. I'm a Trojans fan as well, man. So I was sick when we took that that loss, man. You know, because we got opportunity, man. It's a pretty decent team over there, USC. Yeah, we took a loss to I believe it was Utah. Well, you know this game coming up. I believe it's the the wood versus the hood. You know, that <laughs> they call it. You know, UCLA against USC, man. That's gonna be a good one. Yeah, I can't wait for that one, man. So, um, man, we got a few things here on our streets and scholars to talk about, man. But I just want to remind all the listeners that if you're new to the podcast, be sure to tap in with a few of our previous episodes because we've been tapping in on all kind of topics from the LA City Council and the three Mexican American racists. We've been talking, chopping it up about the Oath Keepers, who are currently on trial right now. We've been chopping it up about Cain Velasquez, who just got bail. Uh, we've been talking about the YNW Melly trial, which still hasn't happened yet, which Man. is crazy. <laughs> and, you know, um, I forgot about this, but we we were talking about Jesse Schmollet early when we first started the podcast. And, you know, his case is still ongoing, too, because, you know, he, he hoaxed the whole Right, right. Incident. Oh, they haven't settled that case? Nah, because... Um, I think they they recharged him on something. Okay, okay. And um, so for, he's out on bail though. Yeah, yeah, yeah. But we haven't heard. I'm sure he's glad that all these other things is happening because no one's really talking about Jesse right now. Exactly. And um, we we tapped in on the on the young Dolph. I think yeah, we did talk about the young Dolph case um, down in uh, Memphis, Tennessee. If I'm not mistaken, they just arrested an, a, a new suspect uh, recently. Yeah, that's crazy. They um, they arrested a guy named Hernandez Govan, 40 years old, and they charged him with first degree. They charged him with first degree murder and conspiracy to commit murder. So basically, they're saying he ordered to hit um, right, right. with the two youngsters that are, that are already. There's already two youngsters in custody. Right. Right. So, uh, man, what's your whole take on that situation, man? Hey, man, you know, it seems like they're getting down to a bottom of a lot of these cases, you know, after the fact, you know, which leads me to believe, you know, that, you know, people pay attention, man. You know, it's, it's just not as easy as it used to be, Alex, you know. Well, you know, I believe that young Dolph had a security with him that was strapped and returned fire on the two guys that were shooting first. And it just goes to show you, you know, you can even be you could you could be armed 
and you can be ready for it and still get it. Oh, no doubt. No doubt. Definitely <laughs> can. You know, but the thing about it is, like I say, I don't know. I remember all the dynamics to the Dolph case, but from my situation, I mean, my understanding, he did know he was in the beef, you know, and, you know, he was out stunting still. And, you know, when you beefing like that, Alex, you know, not saying it's his fault or he shouldn't be able to drive his Lambo or Fred Bentley or anything like that. But when you beefing, man, you got to be low key and undercover, man. Yeah, also, when you beefing like that, you probably should pass up on Makita's cookies in the hood. <laughs> no, What no, do you think no, about no, that? I heard they was fired, but <laughs> yeah, I mean, yeah, yeah. yeah. And I'm, I'm over here laughing and giggling again, but I'm not making a joke about him getting murdered, but it's just uh, the cold reality is you got to move differently when you're a multi-million millionaire. Uh, you are a target. You're in the hood. You're in Memphis. Memphis has a hell of a murder rate. Oh, no, I've been there, believe <laughs> And um, you just got to move differently. And, I, yeah. and I'm not saying that um, he deserved anything coming to him. But, man, these these rappers today, t today's rappers are richer than they've ever been before. Ever been before. And they move in like they just regular people. Well, you know what? It it it, it How can I put this, Alex, without sounding? They doing too much what they call real nigga quote unquote shit you know what i mean you know um when you get somebody from the projects and you get somebody from the hood or hood or say somebody from the ghetto wins the lottery or a couple million dollars that's not going to change who they are in their core you know but somebody with 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 i know when nfl players and athletes go they take courses and classes to try to you know manage their money and manage you know their security but you know when you just give a hood dude or a hood woman some money that don't change their value. So they keep doing the exact same thing just with money. And sometimes that's where, that's where the, the fault come in on their behalf at. Yeah, and I don't think they do a good job at hiring older people that are probably our age to be in their circle as management, as advisors, as consultants. They got a whole bunch of young people just like them in their circle. Right, telling them stupid shit to do and they <laughs> yeah. doing it, you know. Yeah. Um, actually, I have a clip here that talks about this recent arrest of uh, Mr. Hernandez Govan from Memphis, Tennessee. And, um, you know, what's crazy is that he lived, Mr. Uh, Govan Hernandez lived on the street where the car that was used to shoot young Dolph was eventually found. Damn. They found the car on a street, the same street. Same he he street. lives on that same street wow. or used to live on that same yeah, street. Yeah. It, it's crazy how some of these people, do, they, you know, they're out there doing dirt. And I don't really think they, these people think this stuff out because there's no way on God's green earth that I would expect somebody to commit a homicide in a car and then have that car found on the same street that you live on. Well, the thing about it, Alex, is they do think some of these things out. They just underestimate what technology can do. You know, or they listening to the OGs or listening to dudes like us telling them what we used to can do. Man, well, I mean, we used to can just, you know, <laughs> and, 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 and it wasn't no camera phones. You know, we talk about all the stuff that people did back then. Can't do that no more, man. You know, it's too much technology. Cell phones pinging off satellites, you know, uh, ring doorbells picking up. You know, how can we see a lot of these shootings that go on? Like in real time, who records this stuff? You know, so uh, I just uh, underestimate, you know, um, I think they underestimate the power of, you know, the technology and the resources that the police departments have nowadays. Yeah, but I remember back in the days in the 80s that when people were going to go do dirt, 
they would say, we got to get a G-Ride. Oh, no doubt about it. <laughs> that was the main thing. We got to get a G-Ride. We got to get a G-Ride. That's first the, the first form of business, right? And you know what? Most people that are li- listening to us around the world might not know what a G-Ride is. So break that down for the, for the listeners. Oh, a G-Ride is definitely a ghost vehicle that you're going to go steal in order to go put the work in or go do the dirt in, you know. And uh, But you have to think about it, you know, cutlasses and regals and cars back then were so easy to steal. I mean, you know, all you needed was a screwdriver, you know. Now with the cars and, and, and cars of today have GPS already installed one form or another, whether it's OnStar or something like that, you know, vehicles back then didn't have those sort of things, didn't have electronic ignitions and, and, and things of that nature. So you could just go grab a G-Ride, 20 minutes, to, you, you know, y'all rolling around deep you know and uh, a lot of people didn't know alex back in the day which you know when you get caught with the, a stolen car you know the first thing they want to charge you with is grand theft auto which was a larger um a felony you know but if you just straight up told them hey man i bought the car knowing it was stolen from parts now you got receiving stolen property which is a lot less charge uh, um and a lot of homies didn't know that yeah um i I still think it's easy to steal a car today man i was surprised that that a lot of gm cars they put cheap ignitions in the car yeah they don't you can spend 50 60 70 thousand dollars on a car and the ignition is like a ten dollar ignition you know what i agree with you on that just the only thing about it but it does have the and even criminals nowadays the real ones know how to go get them gps off the off the car immediately they know where they located. They go cut, you know, so real car thieves can still do it. But I mean, back in the 80s and stuff like that, I mean, the, the average amateur could steal a cutlass or a regal all day, every day. Yeah, let me play this clip uh, out of Memphis here. I finally got infamous it. infamous white Mercedes. Memphis police say was the getaway car used in Young Dolph's murder at Makita's Cookies has been viewed by millions. The car was found outside this abandoned home on Bradley Street days after the killing in late November. It's the same home scene here in this music video featuring Young Dolph's accused killer, Justin Johnson, also known as Straight Drop. Court records show 43-year-old Hernandez Govan, who was just indicted in the rap star slang, along with Johnson and Cornelia Smith, once lived just a few houses down. Neighbors fearing for their lives told us off-camera he grew up on the street. A possible connection linking the suspects as District Attorney Steve Mulroy says Govan asked for young Dolph to be murdered. Mr. Govan has been indicted and is in custody for being involved in the young Dolph murder. Um, He played the role of the person who solicited the murder. The indictment coming less than two months after Govan's daughter, 25-year-old Destiny Govan, an up-and-coming rapper by the name of Lada Cash Desto, was fatally shot in Houston. WREG also dug into Govan's lengthy criminal history dating back two decades involving drugs, weapons, and assault charges. He's now charged with first-degree murder, attempted first-degree murder, and conspiracy to commit first-degree murder. The conspiracy offense dated June 2021, months before Dolph was killed. I did get in contact with one of Govan's children. She tells me she wants people to know her father is an amazing man. At this time, he does not have a court date. For now, reporting outside to one popular, Bria Jones, WREG News, Channel 3. All right, that was, wait up, I can't hear me. Can you hear me? Damn, we having some technical difficulties here. What is going on? All right, there we go. Um, that was a news story out of Memphis. 
And um, if all that is true, uh, I don't think Homeboy is going to be seeing the light of day anytime soon. No, nah, nah, I think he fucked up, man. <laughs> you know what I mean? And um, I mean, royally, you know. Uh, but the car situation, doing a video at the same house, living on the same street, that was highly unacceptable, you know, in the in the underworld. You know what I mean? I mean, highly unacceptable, man, you know. Um, I, I just don't even know what to say about that part. Yeah, that's crazy. Um, you know, I was... I was listening to uh, Spider Loke on his podcast, Facts Over Feelings, mm -hmm. and he was talking about all the tragedies in hip hop, including uh, the most recent one, Takeoff from the Migos. And he was breaking down that he thinks hip hop is cursed, not just murders, but there's uh, rappers who have OD'd, there are rappers that are just dying, there are rappers getting murdered. What's going on with hip hop? Do you think there's, is, is there a target on hip hop? Um, I, 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 I don't think so. What I think it is a mixture of being able to make millions of dollars really fast, having that kind of money at your access. Um, more rappers are being able to shine and have money opposed to back in the day. You had a few rappers on every label that was very successful. Now, by the time you hear of a rapper, he's already got a few million put up, even when you're just hearing of him, and, and a bunch of music that's been heard and played. Um, not to mention the designer drugs that was out, you know, back in the day, you know, I, I had never heard of oxycodone, never heard of Percocets. You know, I, I didn't hear lean until maybe the 90s, you know, coming around, you know. Um, so a lot of these designer drugs mixed with, you know, bad eating, diabetes and just the um, number of rappers. It, it, it's kind of like um, since there's so many Alex. We seeing the, the effects of, of, of more just getting knocked off, dying, you know, and, and things of that nature just because there's more of them. But I just won't say it's cursed. Yeah, I think um, I think I'm going to have to agree with you on that. I think it's just um, we got a lot of rappers who are older now. We got a lot of rappers who didn't take care of themselves. Uh, so that's going to be a part of it now. Rappers that we grew up with are going to be dying because they didn't. Uh, I remember I used to listen to the Fat Boys Oh, man. And uh, one of those guys right, just died of a heart attack, right, you know, right, a few right. years back. Uh, and I remember uh, maybe a decade ago, um, Heavy D, who was only like 40 years old, dropped dead one day. Yeah. Um, but I just think it's part of uh, it's just part of regular life, man. And and um, but the the part about the, all the homicides, though, that that rappers have been getting gunned down recently, man, that's a little disturbing. And I think that's partly because they're flaunting their riches and they're being flamboyant during a time where there's a lot of hungry people out there on the streets and that are willing to do whatever it takes to you know to to stunt your progress no doubt you know and uh elevate their progress as well you know some of the a lot of the things like you say that people are out here doing to me is is wild you know um seen a couple rappers in the news not too long ago they wasn't successful rappers, but they was rappers. Robbed a 7-Eleven, a couple 7-Elevens. Um, what the hell are you going to get at a 7-Eleven? 200? I mean, <laughs> it just, it don't make, some of the shit is that they doing, Alex, even some of the robberies, some of the, it don't add up, you know, for what you're going to get. And, you know, one thing, like I say, you know, I don't come on here and advocate crime, but if you're going to do it, make it make sense, you know, make it, make it make sense, you know, and, uh, and, um, uh, so I think it's a lot of people out here and, and, and the clout, the new words that they use in clout, the fame, you know, fame been a drug, Alex, you know. So for some of these dudes to get to be famous because YouTube can make that happen or Instagram and TikTok can make that happen. It's a drug for some people. 
So I believe that chasing that fame and chasing that dollar in order to, you know, I name myself Money Mike, you know, I got I, I to gotta keep some money now, you know. So I'm going to do everything I can to make sure people know I still got some money because I named myself this when in actuality, man, you know, you could have just named yourself something else and wouldn't have put all that pressure on, you know. So it's a lot of dynamics to it, but I also blame it on the youth, all these guns, and, and, and the youth not being scared to use them. You know, that's a big big uh issue with us nowadays yeah man i'm not i'm not a big subscriber to to the idea the notion of hip-hop being cursed but i could understand somebody believing in it because it just doesn't look bad because look if you look at all the other music forms the music genres country music rock and roll uh heavy metal is not that that uh prevalent today um you don't really see this you know in other music forms though no doubt and, and when and when he says curse i get what he's saying i mean i get 100 percent with, with what he's saying you know and it's easy to you know um not you nod your head yes once in, in a conversation and somebody says that you know i just want to believe in my heart that it's a way out i want to believe in my heart that you know a new a new now is going to come through or it's going to be somebody new that's going to come through with some something positive to say and people are going to buy it. you know the, the the nigga 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 bitch 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 kill 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 music I, i'm 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 hoping it it dies out to another form of rap because people love rap music period you know what I mean? So if we can get out of the mind state of, you know, Percocets, drugs, kill, murder, you know, hoes music. Maybe we can turn it around because people, uh, the kids, the youth, they follow rappers, you know. And and if we can some way, like you say, turn it around to make rap still gangster but, but more positive, you know, I, I believe that will be a start in the right direction. Man, I don't, I don't know if you could. Um... You think it's possible? I don't think you could put the toothpaste back into the tube man, <laughs> because uh, once you start saying dick, pussy, murder, um, then you just opened up that new door. Mm -hmm. Look at, um, what's her name? The tall chick from, from Texas, the stuff she rap about. Um, Megan or? Megan. Yeah. Megan the Stallion. Um, and, and she didn't really start it, but right. she took it to another level. You know, Little Kim was sort of like that first yeah, yeah. kinky, freaky rapper. Yeah. But Lil, um, but, uh, Megan, she's taking it to another level. And it's amazing to see how many young minors, girls that look up to her and think that's cool. No, real shit. You know what I mean? And like I say, you know, I can't sit here. See, I got, I got two perspectives on it, Alex. Yeah. I got the perspective of, 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 you know, I can't be a hater. Because when I was doing the shit I was doing in the street, you know, it wasn't no positive shit either. Yeah. Kids was looking up to me and 500 bins and lowriders <laughs> and shit like that. You know what I mean? You know, so I, I, I can't be a, 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 a hypocrite, but what I can be is a mature man now. And understand that when I look at the full dynamics of it, you know, and I know she's a young young woman, but when I look at the full, and she's like you say, she's not the only one, nor did she start it. You know, she coming in, she getting her bread doing it. You know, I, I, I do like her sassiness, her style, but at the end of the day, um, I'm going to tell you what you hear less of, Beyonce. You hear less of the Sierras. You hear less of those singers because they don't say that type of stuff now can they even still sell music because they not saying you know bitch 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 you know what i mean and and i'm wondering like you say if, if the if, if the toothpaste can be put back in there or if it'll just die out if the murder music the drill music can it die out to something else can something else come overcome it to where we jump back on that well that remains to be seen man i don't know but i bet you if if krs1 just dropped their first album today 
If Rakim dropped their, his first album today, I don't think anybody would even be listening to him. No. And those are some of the greatest albums uh, in the history of hip hop. And I don't even think it would be able to compete in today's market. No, you're right. But let me tell you about today's market opposed to the old school market. Back then, you know, you couldn't go to YouTube and certain platforms and pull up every song you you wanted to listen to. We had to go to the radio and radio controls what 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 was on it. You know, every some people had underground mixtape, but the dudes who had underground mixtape in New York, we didn't hear that in Cali. They didn't hear our underground mixtapes because, well, somebody's going to do fly a box of them out there. Now anybody can get on social media and become a star or elevate their music, you know, so that's where the competition come in at. You know, and um, so I, I do wonder that if, you know, back in the day had all the tools that, that we have today, would, would, would we have been that ignorant then with Instagram as these people are today? I'm just wondering, you <laughs> yeah. know what I mean? You know, and all I can say is I'm just happy we didn't have it. I know. Um, I remember my pops used to tell me about why are you listening to that rap music? He didn't like it. He thought it was whatever, whatever mm -hmm. word. But I was listening to... Um, a tribe called Quest. Mm -mm. You know, I was listening to Poor Righteous Teachers. Yeah. I was listening to Ice Cube. I wasn't listening to the stuff that they got out today. Right. And he was critical of it back in the late 80s, early 90s when I was rocking it, which I thought was kind of crazy because um, I'm critical of it today. I wouldn't, I don't want my kids listening to some of the stuff that the youngsters are rapping about right now. It's just, I think it's just too, uh, it's too much pollution in the lyrics. No doubt it definitely is. But at the end of the day, Alex, you know, they got computers at their fingertips, you know, and um, it's so easy to just get this music or get, you know, porn and so many different things that, you know, we were able to be, you know, stuff was, you know, you had to go. It was hard to go find a VHS tape and get, go put it in the VCR when, you know, it's, it's, it was different now. Man, that, <laughs> hey. If you wanted to watch porn in the 80s, you had to spend $2, go to the rental store place, Man. get one tape, or if you had $4, right, get two right, tapes. Right, right. The availability of porn today is incredible. Incredible. You could just like, it's like a menu, you know, it's Man. like ordering off of a menu. It's crazy. It's, yeah, it is. So um, I thought about that like years ago. Um, what am I going to do with my kids when it comes to porn? And um, I just... I, there's really not much you can do because once you're on your cell phone and you're out there at school and you're out in the real world, there's nothing you can do to stop your kids from looking at what they're going to look at. No doubt. You really, um, you know, um, you're 100% right on that. All we can do, Alex, you know, give them the best home training we can give them, give them the best perspectives we can give them. And hopefully, just hopefully, you know what I mean? They're going the right direction and, 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 and look at examples before them. You know, whether they good or bad and say, man, I want to do that or no, I don't want to do that and, and, and make the right choice, make the right decisions. You know, um, well, I guess we're not completely embracing the idea of hip hop is cursed, but um, hip hop is definitely um, is going through something right now. And, and hopefully it could uh, bounce back, repair itself. Um, we'll, we'll see. We'll see. But I wanted to tap in on this uh, topic that we talked about, uh, I don't know how many episodes ago. I just remembered it right now, but we talked about Master P's daughter dying uh, about maybe two months ago. The coroner just came out and released that she died from fentanyl overdose, man. Damn. And that's another thing that's killing our folks, man. Damn. Yes, fentanyl. Yeah, yeah. I know like three or four people personally that then um, died off the fentanyl. 
um i have two perspectives of course you know uh one um you know those designer drugs and those pills and shit that's fake that that, uh, kill you and for me i if i was coming up when i was smoking weed back in the day and somebody said man don't get that weed or that weed that that certain weed right there kill you if you get the wrong weed it'll kill you i mean i believe i would just stop smoking it because it was just my our mindsets was different like we ain't trying to die you know, and, 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 and today these people are getting this powder cocaine, getting these pills and, 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 and they putting their life on the line every time they pop one or snort one or, you know, and it's, and it's crazy. Well, uh, Tatiana Miller, the coroner just dropped the, the report that Tatiana Miller's overdose was uh, attributed to fentanyl. And um, it, it's just, it's incredible that the number of people that are passing from uh, fentanyl, which is a synthetic opioid that's 50 times stronger than heroin and 100 times stronger than morphine. I got a, I got a <laughs> thing in my phone. Uh, I don't know the exact statistics, Alex, but the lady was telling a statistic on uh, fentanyl deaths, and it outdid almost everything combined, tobacco, murder. Um, I mean, it was the list was so, I was like, damn. Is that many people across our country really, you know, dying from and And apparently it is. It's bigger than we think, Alex. You know, it's bigger than we think. No, definitely. Because um, in 2021, they say here, according to the CDC, 108,000 people died from overdose. And two thirds of those were attributed to fentanyl. So uh, two thirds of 100,000 is roughly uh, 60, 65,000 that's more people that get murdered. I think about 25,000 people in America get murdered right, in a right. year. So 60-something, 70,000 people died of uh, fentanyl in 2021 alone. So, yeah, this is incredible. Imagine if fentanyl was was a black drug. <laughs> Man, wipe out the whole population. No, but, I mean, black people got so ostracized by society because of the crack cocaine epidemic because most of them were cooking it up in the, mm-hmm. in, in the crack house. Mm-hmm. Black folks ain't got nothing to do with the production the distribution of fentanyl. No, no doubt about it. But, you know, at the same time, you know, had it been a a, a black production, you know, Congress would have came down, man, and made it. If you even caught with a, a, a fingernail full of it, you you finna get a life sentence with the amount of people that's dying from it, you know. Um, but they are not taking these routes nowadays because, like you say, it's not us, you know. Well, yeah, they, they've, they've tried to arrest a couple of folks that have sold it, but... um. Nothing's happening in terms of preventing the fentanyl from coming into the country, man. So, um, yeah, I wanted to tap in with uh, with Masterpiece's daughter, an update on Masterpiece's daughter, man, because the coroner just dropped that recently. Um, hmm. I want to tap in with, <laughs> I think I want to tap in on this Dave Chappelle thing, man. Um, Dave Chappelle did a, a little stand-up at at uh, Saturday Night Live. Did you did you check that out? Yeah, I did, man. And um, I'm a little surprised that a lot of people came came at him saying that that was anti-Semitic. Um, what, what was your whole take on what he said? My whole take is, man, it's getting to the point where, you know, they're it seemed like they're trying to make it seem like don't say nothing about us. <laughs> and that's just that's just that's just that's just that's just foul and wrong. Just based on, you know. You could say something about everybody else. You know, are you guys that big and powerful? And even if you are, is that how you gonna flex your your ability? You know, to um, you know um, what am the word I'm looking for? You know, you gonna you gonna ostracize people just for speaking on you guys? 
So, um, but I thought it was funny, to be honest with you. Yeah, I mean, I actually thought it was hilarious. I was actually laughing. A lot of people thought that he was anti-Semitic in it. I didn't think so at all. And um, let me see here. I might have a little clip of what he said. Well, you know, there's a couple writers over at SNL that tweeted out some things that they felt that he would be in um, normalizing, you know, um, anti-Semitism. And I, um, I don't believe he was doing that. He was, you know, making his jokes about what he made about. Yeah, definitely. Um, I just I thought it was funny. Uh, he was talking about Kyrie Irving and Kanye West. But I didn't think that what he specifically said was, was offensive. Was offensive at all. Yeah, yeah, I but um, I just saw an article that said that when he when he went through rehearsal at Saturday Night Live, saw that. <laughs> he, he he said something different. He was going to say something different, right? Because right, he probably right. knew they were going to tell him, "Nah, Hell you can't." Yeah. Because the guy that owns Saturday Night Live, he's Jewish. Yeah, no doubt. So he wouldn't have been. He wouldn't have signed off. Nah, he on wouldn't it. have signed off on that. You know, but he took a chance. He went out there on some. Somebody used the term, uh, you know, that wasn't uh, brave or, or funny or, man, it was funny to me. No, nah, it was, man. Um, I thought everything he said in that thing was hilarious. I, I kind of, um, I laughed a few times in it. And uh, I think he was speaking some real talk. Think they're going to come after him? Um, well, they've been trying to come after Chappelle ever since. For a he, minute, yeah, yeah. He yeah. did that, um, he did that uh, LBGTQ right, joke. Right. Which I thought was hilarious. No, no doubt. Um, <laughs> I didn't find it. I didn't find it offensive at all. So uh, I don't really think they can come at him. I really don't think. I think they're going to be unsuccessful trying to come at David Chappelle on that Saturday Night Live skit. In fact, let me let me play a little bit of it right here. Um, yeah, let me let's fast forward to. Let's see here. Thank you. Here we go. Thank you much for being here. Uh, before I start tonight, I just wanted to read a brief statement that I prepared. I denounce anti-Semitism in all its forms. And I stand with my friends in the Jewish community. And that, Kanye, is how you buy yourself some time. <laughs> I gotta tell you guys, I've probably been doing this uh, 35 years now. And early in my career, I learned that there are two words in the English language that you should never say together in sequence. And those words are the and juice. <laughs> I've never heard someone. Okay, so uh, I wanna stop right there because. Um, that's basically the, the the whole kind of way he lines out all his jokes. He's just talking about what's been going on in the media with Kanye, with Kyrie. And I didn't find anything offensive in anything he said. How the heck is that anti-Semitic? Man, like I say, Alex, they trying to, it's almost like they trying to punk everybody and be like, man, don't even, like I say, don't even mention my hood. Don't even mention nothing about me or us, you know what I mean? And, and that's that's foul right there. Well, you know, I understand why the Jewish community is so defensive about it because of the whole Holocaust situation, which when you think about it historically, it didn't happen that long ago. It was in the 1930s and 40s. And, you know, millions of them got killed by the, the Nazi government. So that is a recent act of oppression against their people that they are standing against at all costs. So they think that in their mind is any little tiny just a minuscule offensive saying 
against our people is opening up to the door where another Holocaust could happen. That's the way they look at it. Um, no doubt. You know, um, I do need to be educated more on, you know, the Holocaust and all that. But the thing about it is, I mean, it seems like don't nobody have a problem with slavery. Say, you know, nobody have a problem speaking on slavery. Nobody have a problem with speaking on slave masters and uh, slave trade and, you know, none of that stuff. You know, so, so, and like I say, they hadn't said nothing disrespectful. And I'm almost certain that the Holocaust didn't happen here in America. Correct. You know, so, I mean, so not saying that they shouldn't have no feelings. I'm, I'm not saying nothing like that. Don't misinterpret what I'm saying. But what I'm saying is, you know, like he said, you know, it's two words that seem like this should never be put together. The and Jews, you know, and, and, and it really starting to sum up. It, they showing me some shit, Alex, that I'm like, wow, I knew they had some some power. I knew they was. But damn, they putting their foot down. I mean, they 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 hammered. Now. Oh, yeah, there's no doubt about it. Um, they, they definitely. I mean, they've created these um organizations too that are backed by millions of dollars. The um the ADL, the Anti Defamation League. They have the JDL, the Jewish Defensive League. And um, I don't know if you tapped in with this TV show that was on Netflix about a year ago, but it was all about how they tracked down every single Nazi that was involved in the Holocaust. Mm -hmm that are still living. Some of them are still living today, but they'd be like 90 years old. Mm -hmm. And they, they're tracking every single Nazi down to put them in prison. Damn. Even if they're 90 years old and came to America and, and had a family and their great-grandfather, the Jews don't care about that. Right, right. You are going to prison. They're going to um, extradite you to The Hague, to an international court. So these they don't play when it comes to the Holocaust. Yeah, yeah. Um, let me play a, a couple of more clips of uh, Dave Chappelle here because I think it was hilarious. Kanye's gotten into some scrapes before. Normally when, he, when he's in trouble, I pull up, I pull up immediately. But this time I was like, you know what? Uh, let me see what's gonna happen first. I just wanna see, just wanna see where this is all going. <laughs> I can't even remember how it started. Vaguely, I remember it started with a tweet, strange tweet. It was like, uh, I'm feeling a little sleepy. <laughs> Talking about Kanye. I'm gonna give me some rest, but when I wake up, I'm gonna go DEFCON 3 <laughs> on the Jews. <laughs> and then he just went to bed. <laughs> I was up all night worried. What is he gonna do to the Jews? <laughs> Jewish people. I have a lot of Jewish friends, so I'm not freaked out by your culture. I know a little bit about it just from hanging around. Be like, yo, yo, let's go out at school tomorrow. They'll be like, we can't go out. It's Shanana tomorrow. I'm like, what? <laughs> what is Shanana? I had so many questions. Why do some of your people dress like Run DMC? <laughs> Letting that we went right to work. <laughs> a year ago, I'd seen him on a podcast called Drink Champs. Well, great show, uh, and, and it was it was an amazing appearance. Uh, Noriega and them were there, the rappers that I love, and they all had their gold chains and stuff on. And uh, Kanye said, "Only millionaires wear chains." They said, "What?" He said, "I'm a billionaire. Billionaires don't wear their money on their body." I tucked my chain and I said, oh, snap. 
It was a good appearance. It was fun and funny. But when he woke up, he went on Drink Champs again. This time, he was on one. He was mad about something. He said, I can say anti-Semitic things. And Adidas can't drop me. Now what? Adidas dropped that nigga immediately. <laughs> Ironically, Adidas was founded by Nazis. And they were offended. Okay. I guess this that, that, that is hilarious. But, you know, I could understand... Um, some Jews might be a little offended by some of those jokes. The, yeah, yeah, yeah. The, the shanana is really kind of dissing their religious it is, beliefs. It is, it is. It's, it uh, is. I believe the proper pronunciation is Rosh Hashanah, but to to kind of like undermine a religious philosophy in a joke, hey, you're going to piss some people off. Oh, no, no <laughs> doubt. Because, you know, no no doubt. I got to agree with you 100% on that. <laughs> shanana. Yeah, no, no doubt. No doubt. <laughs> and then also um, saying that the... They dress like Run DMC. Um, he's talking about those Hasidic Jews that if you're ever in Los Angeles and you walk down, let's say, Fairfax or you walk down La Brea, mm -hmm. basically the rich side of uh, right, right, L.A., right. Uh, way on the west side, you'll see uh, Hasidic Jews walking up and down the street in the black suits. Oh, no doubt. With the black hats yeah, yeah. looking like Run DMC. <laughs> yeah, no doubt, no doubt. Yeah, and uh, no. I could see that... Um, I can see him, yeah, being offended. Yeah, being a little offended. But I think overall, man, he's, he's making some good points there. True, but like you said, you know, uh, once you offend the people, man, you know, it's, it's, it's in, in the way they come in at people. I, I mean, for me, I, I was saying by the Kyrie situation, just based on, you know, you tweeted something, or reposted a movie that's, you know, in theaters, it sells in stores, it's, it, it's a book per se, Um I just I thought that was just over the top. Just to be honest with you, if it was if he was saying something that was genuinely from his heart, that was disrespectful. But if he was just talking about something that's in the in the, it's out there, it's a book, it's a movie, it's a you know. Um, I, I just think for them to go, they they kind of backing up now because the basketball team is even even saying, "No, nah, hold on, man, you know, it's just it's a little too much that." But but for them to jump out there like how they did with him at first, I, I ain't gonna lie, Alex, I was heated about that. Yeah, man, I, I I think there's absolutely no reason to be upset that he just tweeted a book or a movie, um, and I'm a little surprised that he didn't get any support or backup from brothers in the NBA, right, including right. Shaquille O'Neal, who, I mean, he took an opposite position of him. I mean, Shaq don't he don't know nothing about this. Man, and who's the other? Oh, Charles Barkley. Barkley, man, Barkley. I I don't like Barkley anyway, but, <laughs> but uh, right. You know, right. You know, and my whole thing is if you didn't have nothing good. You know, we grew up with this, Alex. We don't have nothing good to say, man. Don't say nothing at all. You know, when your brother's up against the wall, you know, on some with with with, with this kind of fight. You know what I mean? You know, and uh and uh, but uh, yeah, I, I wasn't feeling the, the Kyrie thing. Yeah, even um the other uh, NBA guy that's a sports announcer now, he kind of went in on Kyrie, light skinned brother from uh, Louisiana. Mm -hmm. Uh, what's his name? Uh, with the French, he got the French last name. I know who you're talking uh, about. Chris Broussard. Yeah, 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 yeah. Chris Broussard, Charles Barkley, Shaquille O'Neal, they did not come to the defense of Kyrie Irving when he needed it. And it just goes to show you, like, the, um, when when you need your people there to defend you, man, uh, that almighty dollar rules over trying to defend somebody over uh, a harmless tweet. No, no doubt. But the, at the same time, you know, I'm hoping the youth... You know, and, and even adults, you know, are are taking notice to exactly 
all the dynamics of this is going on from the Kanye part to the Kyrie part, which was different from the uh, basketball analysts and, and, and they antics, you know, and you see what are we up against? We not just up against everybody else. It's also ourselves that's up against us. You know, we not riding with each other. And Alice, we got to come to a point to where, like I say, you know, um, we just have to support each other a lot more. You know, that's all I'm saying. And I think there needs to be like a black mafia in L.A. And I don't mean mafia in the gangster sense. I mean, mafia where it's it's um, financial elites that come to your rescue and defend you like the way that um, Minister Farrakhan would defend what Kanye said, but but the elite, the 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 black mafia needs to be celebrities, multimillionaires, executives like um, you know Tyler Perry, mm-hmm. Eddie Murphy, uh, but that doesn't even exist in 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 Hollywood. No, because everybody wanted to make sure that they keep what's on their plate on their plate. You know, um, it's it's a you know it's a doggy dog world out there, man. You know, and uh, I'm just hoping that someday soon, you know. Um, you know, black companies and corporation or all some of these black millionaires and billionaires get together and, you know, they start their own shoe company from scratch or start their own, you know, s- grocery stores from scratch, you know, start something from scratch, you know, and, 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 and we get behind each other on something. Alex. It got to start with us getting behind somebody on something, you know, in order to see how we can do by you know right by each other you know as far as financially helping out each other and how far it can it can keep moving so if somebody just come on you know and um get this ball rolling man you know unfortunately you got to have a lot of money and a lot of backing to get it done but it's, it is black people out there that, that have that you know that should that should try it out hey what did you think when 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 um kanye kanye west actually formerly known as kanye west he wants to be called yay mm-hmm um, when he said he was going to go DEFCON 3 on the Jews, I felt like um, he might have crossed the line a little bit when he made that that, that tweet. I, d- I didn't know he actually said that. I thought Dave Chappelle was joking that. No, nah, he, he really, that. he tweeted that. Yes, I'm going to go DEFCON 3 on the Jews. Wow. On a tweet. Yeah, no doubt, no doubt. I mean, you know, it's, it's, it's but that's basically even like if I woke up saying, man, I'm going DEFCON 3 on the Southsiders. I mean, that's disrespectful. You know, they gonna be they ears gonna be like, well, what, 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 what's happening? <laughs> you know, and 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 me personally, I don't have nothing against the Jews like that. I'm just for black people. I don't have nothing against no other race. I support them in certain situations, no doubt. You know, I buy their clothes, their shoes, they this or that, just like everybody else. But my whole thing is, I just want us to support us more. But when he said that, you know, um. He was looking for a fight and he got one. Well, a lot of people that try to defend him said that DEFCON 3 means you're going into defensive mode. That's what it means. Defense condition. That's the United States nuclear mm-hmm. um, nuclear category of defense um, in nuclear war. But I don't I don't think that's an appropriate way to try to talk about other races, cultures, religions or beliefs to say I'm going DEFCON 3 on them because even though you might be able to argue, oh, yeah, that means defense. You're going in defense. But that is a action towards war as well. Right. No doubt. It's and nuclear war. What it really means. And, well, even even in it, for the most of us that didn't know that. You saying that to us, saying it's on, it's cracking, it's it's it's, and we finna, you know, and and that's how probably everybody took it, you know. I didn't know he actually said that, um, but yeah, that definitely was wild, right there. Well, Candace Owens tried to defend it, um, saying that oh no, Kanye didn't re- mean nothing negative about it. it. Just means that he's 
He's going in defense mode. He's going into protection mode. But um, nah, uh, I don't think most people think of saying, I'm about to go DEFCON 3 on you. Right. right means that right. you're going into defense mode. So um, I think that Kanye does make good points, but then he messes it up when he says stuff like, I can say anti-Semitic stuff and Adidas ain't going to do nothing. You can't go out yeah, there and say, say that. that. Yeah, even if that's how you felt in your mind, you, you can't say that. Um, you should have known that that statement right there. And, and I'm with you. I'm, I'm with you the same way, Alex. Some of the stuff he say, man, is 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 pretty amazing. You know, I had uh, it changed my thought process on some. But then there's other shit he comes saying. I'd be like, what does fool just say? You know, and 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 um, so he's up and down and all around. But I, I do believe sometimes he be making some hell of a point, though. Yeah, no doubt. Um, but you know, he loses me when he decides I'm a show up at an event with Candace Owens and I'm gonna wear white lives matter t-shirts and I'm just going to shit on the whole George Floyd thing. Well, that's where he lost me with the George Floyd period. You know, it wasn't even the white lives matter shirt. It was two. you being with Candace and the George Floyd thing. That's what, you know, I stepped back, you know, I, I didn't say too much. I didn't say nothing at all about him. You know, I wanted to go on my channel and personally get on the helmet about him, <laughs> but I didn't. Um, but the thing about a lot of people that I talked to, I got into an actual argument with a lady friend of mine. She was going in about Kanye this, Kanye this, Kanye that, about all kind of other stuff, right? I say, but you never said nothing about George Floyd. So our argument is not even, for, this ain't even, it's not even irrelevant to shit you talking to me because you left out George Floyd. You know, you talking about all kind of other shit you don't like about him, but you didn't speak up for your own, but he said something about your own people. You know what I mean? And she was like, well, well, that too. No, but you didn't mention it. You you know what I mean? And 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 some so some of these people you got to, you know, the homies, when you're in a debate or, you know, arguing with the homie, you got to go back and be like, hold on, man, let's stick to stick to what offended us. You know, we can't be worried about what offended the Jews, you know, that, you know, just to be honest with you. That George Floyd thing offended us as as a people. You know what I mean? You talked down on us or made us look bad as a people, even if that's how you felt. That's not something you could have kept that to yourself or, you know, and that's just how I feel about that. Yeah, man, he's been doing a lot of anti-black stuff like that for some years. I think in about 2013 or 14, he tried to come out with a, a clothing line that put the Confederate flag on it. And then he was in a picture with the whole Confederate flag. Yeah. It'd just be some weird stuff he'd be doing that kind of takes away from some of the great points that he's trying to make in terms of business. So it's hard for me to follow Kanye because he, he does too many other anti-black things. What's crazy for the last, let's say since 2013 to the present, let's say the last seven years, mm -hmm. he's been saying a whole bunch of anti-black stuff and ain't nobody try to cancel him. He goes anti-Jew, and, and, and in a week, a yeah, 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 he a lost a billion dollars of value in, in, right, a, right. in just a few days. So um, that's disappointing that we accept all the anti-black things he said, but as soon as he went anti-Jew, uh, it was over. Well, my whole thing about it was I didn't even have a problem with the Jews getting on his helmet when he went anti-Jew. It was the blacks that got on his helmet for going anti-Jew. Let him fight his fight, bro. Why, we don't need your extra little two punk ass saying, you know what I mean? And you putting a black man down again, you know, they, they know how to fight. You know, they know how to, you know, do, do their thing. They don't need you to help, you know what I mean? But at the same time, you know, like you say, we getting here to see young people and old 
who's who out here because of this social media, because of TV, because of, we're getting to see who's who. You know, me, um, I've never bought a pair of Yeezys. I never, you know, um, after college dropout, it was a rap for me with Kanye West. That was his best album, huh? You know, yeah. I, after, I, I mean, I love that album, though. But after that, I just wasn't, a, I was never a yay fan just based on the type of person. You know, he just wasn't, you know, nothing, not, not, not speak down on him, but it just wasn't for me after that. But, um, but um, while he's in this fight right now, let him fight his fight or come to his aid. Other than that, don't say shit. You know, but you got you got people that's gone, you know, do the dance. Yeah. Well, uh, I wanted to tap in with a couple of other. Well, at least one more topic yeah. and get your take on this. So we, we've talked about Courtney Clenny uh, a couple episodes ago and she's back in the news. She's in a court hearing this week and she's trying to get bail. And it just another audio came out where she actually said that she was going to kill, kill her, um, her boyfriend at the time. This audio came out about a month before, and now she's in court trying to get bail. And the whole question is, does a girl like this who has access to resources, she's got access to, um, to making money on OnlyFans, who's already been kind of lying about what happened, <coughs> excuse me, and now she's trying to get bail, and they're saying she might be a flight risk. Do you think, FG, that Courtney Clenny should be able to get bail on this murder case um i definitely do not you know based on all what you put uh look what you put cain velasquez to. look what you you know and he don't even have a body you know he don't even have uh videotapes of you you know um verbally abusing physically abusing you know um like she has, you know, she has so much stuff stacked against her. Um, only thing she had for her going on was the color of her skin, you know, because anybody else, Alice would have been in jail. You know, they would have been, uh, I, I believe, I don't even know if they even charged her with first degree murder yet, you know, or if they're going to do it, you know, and it's clearly she stabbed and killed him, you know, um, according to all the reports that we have so far. So, um, She's going to have to fight this case. But like you say, with her having the resources that she have, um, I don't think she deserves one. Even though in earlier episodes, we said that we feel like bail is, you know, everyone should have a bail. But this is a murder. This yeah. is not a attempted murder. This is not assault with a deadly weapon. This is a murder. Yeah, um, she's she's not charged with first degree. So far, she's charged with second degree. I'm going to go out on a limb and say that. As more information comes out about her, the DA might up that charge to first degree because I think that little by little, we're not buying the idea that she did this in self-defense. We think I believe that she did this partly out of just her own anger and her own frustration and just her own issues that she has psychologically, which would all lead to a first degree murder. Not I killed this man in self-defense. That makes no sense to me from what I'm seeing so far. Not to mention, you know, the racial slurs that she shot at him, you know, while arguing with this man, you know what I mean? So at the end of the day, that should bring her mind frame or her state of mind into play during all this, you know? So, um, you know, I, I just don't believe, if you know, you give her a bill, I believe that it's, 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 it's a privilege given, you know, uh, for some. If, if that happened, I'm going to be a, little, a, a lot of it upset. Well, according to reports down there in uh, Florida, she's earned $3 million on OnlyFans, on her OnlyFans page since 2020. Damn. This is before she killed her, her boyfriend. 
uh, Christian Obumseli, and forgive me if I'm, I'm pronouncing that name wrong. And from January 1st to August 11th of this year, she's earned $327,000 on OnlyFans. Man. So she's she's raking in the money, man. What are they doing over there on OnlyFans? Man, I'm gonna have to open me one, figure <laughs> out what they doing. Open me one, shit. Yeah, but yeah, um, you know that's definitely enough money to you know disappear with, you know. Um, but uh, man, it's unfortunate that this brother lost his life, man. You know, in this toxic situation, toxic relationship that he was in with this woman. Well, I think that she could afford a high-powered lawyers, which she's going to do. I don't know if her attorneys are those type of lawyers, but she's got two attorneys, and I'm, they're going to do everything they can to get her bail. And basically what they're going to do is probably put a monitor on her, take her passport, and make sure she doesn't flee the country. And at that point, um, even though I don't think she deserves it, I would have to you know, stay consistent and say, all right, give her that bail, take her passport, put her on a monitor, and um, home confinement, simple as that. Yeah, but everybody ain't getting bail on their mur no murders, Alex, and I don't think she should be the exception of the rule. You know, we talk about bail for every other case, but how many uh, um, <clears throat> murders we sit here and talk about the people out on bail for, you know? And, you know, um, they gave King Velasquez a million-dollar bail on an attempted murder. And um, so what is going to be for murder? Two million, three million? You know, so... Uh, we definitely going to see uh, how this pans out, man. And she really got the bread stacked up to even be able to post that bond, even if they gave it to her. But uh, you're talking about a murder right here. So uh, you don't you don't think she's going to get the bail? I, I really don't. Being as this is not a conspiracy, this is not a bunch of people was at a house and he came up dead. This is two people who were there. You know, she already admitted that she stabbed him. Um now you see the malice, the intent, the fighting, the, the you know, her whole um, way she was, you know, posted out on social media. And, and you know, so I, I believe with those factors within itself, I don't believe they'll give her one. Well, I'm, I'm going to have to give her the benefit of the doubt because her argument is domestic violence and self-defense. Now, I don't, I'm not buying it, but because she hasn't went to trial, I have to accept that that's that's her argument. That's her defense, that it, it was this was domestic violence and I got pushed to the limit and, and that's what happened. So because of that, I'm going to say I'm going to say she should get her bail and we'll see. <laughs> well, you know what? I'm not opposed to her fighting her fight, though. You know me, Alex. You know, um, I'm not opposed to her, you know, putting up her defense as she should. I'm not opposed to her fabricate. She fighting for her life. I'm not opposed to her fabricating what happened in order to beat this case or get a lesser sentence or get it dropped down. I, I'm I'm not. I, yeah, I get it. Y'all, If nobody get it, I do. Um, it's just at the end of the day, man, we don't always get to see this kind of evidence, though, either. We seen him punching. She her punching and we seen him, you know, bowing down to a baby. I'm sorry. You heard her say, shut up, nigga. You know what I mean? <laughs> yeah. And he like, you know, why are you screaming at me? We've seen this personally. This is not something that we just, you know, somebody else told us by second hand. We seen this from her personally. So I think that the court seen it personally. I believe that the, the prosecutor seen it personally. And I do believe the prosecutor a fight to say with this kind of um intellect that this woman have this kind of temper and anger that this woman has she's definitely um shouldn't be um uh able to uh be bailed out and i, I believe the prosecution will win that argument i could be wrong though yeah well she 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 should get probably denied on her first try which is this week is uh her bail hearing uh i'll be surprised if she gets bail on her first try but if she does it just shows you how the criminal justice system 
favors white privilege, no doubt, favors a white female, and favors a potential domestic violence victim, even though it hasn't been proven yet. So I, I wouldn't be surprised at all if she eventually gets bail, perhaps not this week, but maybe on her second try around. No doubt. And for people who are not familiar with the Courtney Clinney case, um, we and Alex talked about it on previous episodes at length. You can go back and look, listen to those episodes and get a full view of of how this panned out, you know, on um, <clears throat> Streets and Scholars podcast. For sure. For sure. And um, I think that's uh, all we got for this week, man. I wanted to um, wanted to announce that. We just hit a milestone. Um, this is our 40th episode, man. No, no doubt, man. We are, we're trying to get it in, man. We're going to stay at it and keep punching and, you know, um, try to get, you know, these topics out on the forefront, man, just to see how, you know, how our opinion um, sums up with other people's, you know, see what everybody think about what's going on out there. Yeah. After 40 episodes, have you um, received any sort of response when you're just out there and, you know, just out in the public and, you know, living your life daily? You know what, Alex? I really have. You know, I be in all kind of places, man. You know, and and I ran into a, a young woman. Her name was uh, what was her name? Anita Fox. And Anita Fox was like, man, you know, AFG, you know, and I looked and she's like, man, I love streets and scholars, you know, and I couldn't do nothing but smile. And I'd be in a certain situations where a lot of people are saying that they like the show, bro. And and um, and uh, tell me to tell you to hey, keep up the good work and keep your keep punching, keep punching. Well, I think we got one of the best and most informative, most insightful podcasts out there because I listen to a lot of podcasts. I'm a fan of podcasting. I'm a fan of a whole lot of other people, but we got one of the best shows out there, man. Well, you know, we got to stay on it, man. We got to get the people what they're looking for. You know, we got to keep being consistent like we have. And um, and uh, let's get it in, bro. We just getting going. All right, man. Tell the people where they can find you right now. You can find me, as you guys been doing, uh, Instagram at FGeneral1. If you got any questions or comments, um, and come to YouTube over there at FG Unleashed, man. Check out some videos. I got a, a, a lineup over there. You know, come check me out over there, FG Unleashed on YouTube. And you can find me, Alex Alonso, at Street TV on the YouTube channel, where I occasionally drop videos from this podcast. But you can listen to the podcast on Spotify, iHeart, and Apple. If you're tapping in with the Apple Podcast app, go over there and leave us a comment, leave us a question, and we'll shout you out on the next episode. And also, you can find me at Alex Alonso101 on Facebook, Twitter, and uh, Instagram. And thanks for listening to another fire episode of Streets and Scholars. Mm -hmm.